0: Nice windy day, and for Radio Gardening, I've caught up with Dr Ben Darville. He's the Chief Executive of the Bumblebee Conservation Trust. Uh, Now, Ben, bumblebees, we hear a lot about them. We hear they're in decline. I mean, how serious is that problem? It's very serious, actually. Uh, It
1: surprised people to learn there are, in fact, 24 species of bumblebees still alive in the UK, but two have already become extinct since the Second World War, and really there's only five or six species that are still common and widespread. The others have declined pretty dramatically. Populations are
0: very low. So, you know, I could stand here and be a sort of devil's advocate and say, yeah, but you know, they're just bees. Why does it affect us, you know, a human race? Why does a bee affect us? You know, okay, we can say, well, we could hang on to that bee because, you know, it's a lovely little bee, but does it affect us? Yeah, people need air
1: to breathe, clean water to drink. They need food on the dinner plates and, and one in three mouthfuls of the food that you eat was, was pollinated by an insect and, and the, the quality or the yield of that mouthful improved. So, you know, if, if affordable five-a-day healthy fruit and
0: veg is important to you, then, yeah, you should care about declining bees. So what we're saying that actually, if the decline of bees carried on, it could seriously affect world food? It, it, it could, it would, it would decrease yields, it would push prices up. Um, In
1: areas of of China, the situation's got so bad that they're sending small children out with paintbrushes, climbing up fruit trees, hand pollinating the flowers. It hasn't got that bad in the UK yet, but, you know, can you imagine trying to get asbos up trees with paintbrushes? I don't think it's going to (laughs) work.
0: I like it. I like the idea. So... We've, we hear a lot about how, um, you know, you can, you can look back and you can say farmers have changed things. We're seeing less of that now. I mean, if you look at just the roadsides alone, we do less cutting of roadsides, less use of uh, insecticides as well as far as farming and particularly roadsides. And we've also had reports lately that actually the urban, the suburban areas are actually becoming more important, possibly than the countryside. Is that true with bees? That's certainly the case with bees. If you
1: put a, a bumblebee nest in the the farmed countryside and you put another identical one in a town, they'll do much better in the town. If you if you take a walk in a typical bit of countryside, <coughs> you're hard pressed to find many flowers. Um, you know, the, the nature of farming has meant that a lot of Fertilisers put on the ground that causes crops and grasses to grow very, very vigorously, but it's actually quite bad for wildflowers. So anything that can be done to, to help put the wildflowers back in the countryside will help bees.
0: So it's, it's a mixture of wildflowers and then flowers that we might plant in our own gardens?
1: That's right. I mean the nice thing about this story is that it is something that everyone can do something about at home. Uh, just through the the plants they plant in their gardens. If there's something that provides nectar and pollen for bees uh, from spring, March-ish, through until maybe October, um, you know, just pick a sequence of plants so there's always something there. I guess you have to think a bit like a bee. Maybe if you're walking around the garden centre, look to see what the bees are choosing and and, and pick one of those up and put it in your
0: trolley. That sounds an easy way of buying. Just going back onto the bees, we've talked there about obviously people have hives of bees to produce honey. Uh, Can we actually top it up by increasing the hives of hun- honeybees or do we actually still rely on perhaps uh, bumblebees and those single bees as well
1: i think i think like most things in life variety is important uh, different bees have different length tongues different shaped faces they're good they're well suited for pollinating a range of flowers and honeybees are important but i think the the figures are something like Maybe 66 to 90% of pollination is done by wild pollinators. Those are your bumblebees, your wild solitary bees and hoverflies and so on. So we don't want to put all of our eggs in the honeybee basket. I think yes, we want to support the honeybee industry, support hobby beekeepers, but we shouldn't turn our backs on our wild
0: pollinators to, to help out with pollination as well. So what you were saying is, look at flowering plants that bees are attracted to, but not just in the summer, look at the spring as well.
1: Yeah, spring and autumn are very important times for for the emerging queens or the the queen bees that are needing to lay down fat reserves before they hibernate. In fact, if people are interested, they could take a look at our website, www.bumblebeeconservation.org, and that will give people details of the, the, the top plants to grow for bees.